Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the Pickup WNBA Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Eicher. And I'm your other host, Freddie Revis. And Freddie, this is episode 20 in our one year anniversary pod. Woo! Um, All that good stuff. Yeah, this is this is awesome. I feel like I know so much more about the WNBA and uh, it's been a fun ride. Thanks to everyone that's been supporting us. And uh, thanks to you, Catherine, you're a great person to work with. Oh, thank you. I was about to um, put you on the spot and say, and how do you feel about me, Freddie? <laughs> oh, um, well, you know what? If Since you put me on the spot, uh, it's not going well. Yeah. Uh, I'm not crazy about working with you. Um, <laughs> things are good. Um, I love it. I love it. Uh, the season is well underway, of course, as we know. Uh, we want to start off by taking a look at the standings here. And ask ourselves, uh, who is surprising us right now? Who's disappointing us? Who is right where we expected them to be? Uh, Freddie, let's start with you. Yeah, I thought I thought it would be fun for us to kind of wonder, like, who, you know, that there's a, there's a famous uh, sports quote from, a, I think it was a Chicago Bears coach where he's just sort of like the or so whatever I'm, I'm messing up this analogy but it's a viral thing where the guy goes bears are who we thought they were and last uh pod we were talking about surprises so i thought it'd be fun to kind of think like okay there's surprise teams but which teams are sort of unsurprisingly you know good or bad and for me you know some of the middling teams jumped out but I think since we've been covering the WNBA, uh, a team that's just routinely been good and right at the top uh, and, and uh, that I'm not surprised is doing well uh, is the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, and the, the other one sort of for me is the Sun. I think I said it you know, before the season started, I feel like the Sun are going to not be as good in the regular season, but have a better playoff run. So right. I think... That sort of, you know, there's definitely some surprises, but yeah, those are the, those are the two that stick out to me that are sort of like, um, you know, I thought they'd be good and, and they are. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the Connecticut Suns so far are kind of steady on course, uh, exactly where we thought they would be. Um, for me, the disappointing team right now is my very own Phoenix Mercury 
who at the time of recording this is two and seven. Yeah. Two and seven tied. Oh, they're currently 10th, but they're tied with the New York Liberty who are also a hot mess. And you're, you know, your Minnesota Lynx were two <laughs> yeah. and eight. I was wondering if you were going to say that because you were like, oh, well, my team's not doing well. And I'm like, don't talk about my, you know, team. I'm the one who really holds on to that the most between the two of us. I'm like, I was like, last year, I was always like, you're a Chicago sky, you're a Chicago sky. Hey, I, I soaked it in. Why. I soaked it in when we, when we won, you know, so I got to also soak in <laughs> the losses. I mean, I will say this. I've been watching a lot of like Lynx highlights and the games are tight but they're losing them all. So, you know, <laughs> Hot analysis. yeah, they're in, they're in the games, you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I haven't been able to catch every Phoenix Mercury uh, game this season. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with them. Uh, Diane Taurasi got ejected from that game. Uh, that video went a little viral. She got extra snippy with the, with the ref there. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, there's just de- there's definitely turmoil uh, on that team right now. And you yeah. know, you've got some obvious struggles. Like, yeah. I think, you know, with the whole Brittany Griner situation, it's mm-hmm. like it's just this constant reminder that they essentially don't have their best player. Totally. And uh, yeah, I think that's hard. And I think, uh, you know, Diana Taurasi is getting up there with age and I don't know, man. I don't know. I really hope this team can can turn it around, but it's really not looking good right now. And speaking of turmoil, um, that I feel like we maybe covered it, but just in case we didn't, that Skylar Diggins Smith video where her and Tarasi get into each other's faces is so intense. Yeah. Because it's just like a slow zoom on Diggins Smith and she's like staring into the void. And then it's like, she gets up and then she starts like yelling at the team. And then she starts yelling at Diana. Then Diana stands up and like, everyone goes crazy. And I'm like, this is absolutely wild. Like, this is like, yeah, I thought like, yeah, it's like know. Eric Spolstra getting into it with the heat. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, exactly, it's exactly like that. It was like, <laughs> because if you're just a role player, like, what do you do? You know what I mean? You can't be like, Hey, I love you both. Um, chill. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know what the hell's going on with the Mercury right now, but it's not good. Also, like, um, the Los Angeles Sparks, five and six. I don't no, know. That's, that's sort of. I think this is below par for, you know, who they are on paper. Yeah, for sure. And like, if we're just talking about like, you know, sort of i mean we talked about surprise teams last time but like shout out to the mystics and shout out to the dream but i think the surprise team for me um you know and we did do this uh this last episode but the liberty being two and seven with a new coach you know sabrina's healthy like that's wild like i i did not expect that um i didn't expect them to be this bad like i think yeah a few episodes ago we were having this debate where I was like, I don't really understand what the Liberty is doing and I don't see them making a leap, but you I didn't, right. but I didn't see them making a drop either. Yeah. I kind of thought they'd be like steady uh, a little bit better than last year, but um, you know, yeah, this is uh this is fun. This is our second year or second season, right. Covering this. So I think we're seeing how some teams can sort of just like, you know, how like we're seeing the pendulum, right. Like, and, and how, 
just because a team has a good year doesn't mean there's a like an upward trajectory necessarily. But also, you know, it's I think what are we what like there's 36 games, so we're just about like one third through the season. So the story is not told yet. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I'll really add is that you know the the Seattle Storm are currently fifth, but they've won four in a row Mm -hmm. so i feel like they're probably hitting their stride a bit and i do think they're very much going to be in the mix um yes come playoff time assuming they're healthy um okay uh that's cool i think we can move on we've already mentioned uh you know Brittany griner here um she did her wife did an interview Mm -hmm. on good morning america um, Freddie, you also sent me this New York Times article, but there was a paywall, so I couldn't read it. I also got paywalled by my own article, so I found <laughs> another one. But yeah, it's I, I've read a couple of Britney articles, and it seems like you know there's similar but like different information, and it's sort of, I mean, sorry, I'll let you, I'll let you kind of take it away if you want. Yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, based on the Good Morning America interview, um, which was great, by the way, uh, her wife Charlene. Uh, talked about um, just what this experience has been like. Um, I thought she was incredibly upbeat and positive, all things considered. Um, Brittany was able to send her a bouquet of roses through her attorneys getting in contact with her agent. They've been able to keep in contact via letters, Mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. I'm not sure how... I don't know. I just don't trust like all this Russian stuff. It's like, how pure are those letters? Who knows? But uh, I mean, she didn't say anything to the contrary, but that's just me entering my own suspicions. Yeah. She talked about, she talked about Joe Biden and getting this government mobilized and Mm -hmm. that she's been in touch with other families who have um, family members who are wrongfully imprisoned in Russia as well. I think there were two other families that she's, been in contact with and has implored that she also wants their relatives to be freed uh, as well. So um, what they also said on Good Morning America was just that once the U.S. declared it an unlawful arrest, mm-hmm. I, sorry, that's not the actual term, is it? Uh, un, uh, wrongful it un- detainment. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Uh, wrongful detainment that now she's feeling more comfortable being vocal and uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I've said a lot. I, I have some opinions on that. But, but Freddie, what did you think? Yeah. And, you know, I think we've sort of both been through this journey of like, uh, obviously, we're, you know, just kind of covering the league and learning about, you know, the WNBA. So we're not, uh, you know, activists or lawyers or like, you know, foreign policy experts. But um you know, I just like I'll, I'll underline. I think that it's just such a such a sad, tragic thing. And to your point about like sort of not being sure about like what's like obfuscated or what's like hidden, you know, from our view, I think it does make you know it's a good point that you say we are like sorry uh, that that Cheryl is able to you know be more vocal because of the policy change and i think that sort of also marks that this thing where you know perhaps there was this interim period where it was kind of like best i don't want to say best kept secret but like the strat the strategy was to be like let's see if we can do this without 
making it this big public. Like, let's just see if we can, if we can expediate this problem in a quiet way. And I think obviously that hasn't happened. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think I've been reading a lot about this, this letter thing and to your, yeah, to your point about not being sure what's what they're, they're vetted by Russian officials and, um, you know, uh, Tarasi uh, had a handwritten letter and it's, I think she has like an email that she can email people back because she's been responding too, which is, Oh, I you didn't know. know that. Yeah. So that's like something. And there was, there was a quote I had here, which was sort of nice. So uh, a player, uh, Zawi B, um, switched her Jersey number to four, uh, 42 to honor Brittany. And uh, Griner, who uh, last, uh, this is a quote, Griner, who last responded to the Sparks player last week, signed it from 42 to 42. So, you know, there's some sort of, there's optimism is the wrong word, but like players are also talking about how Britney's, you know, as joked in the letters a little bit. So, you know, it's just like, it's one of those things where I, I don't even know what to say because I don't want to gloss over something that's so difficult or, mm-hmm. or even say that it's a, oh, look, things are actually okay. Cause like, that's not what I'm trying to say, but I just, yeah, I don't know. Human resilience is always inspiring to me. So mm-hmm. I'm happy that Brittany still has the capability to make jokes or you know respond right. to people and that the dialogue is is a little bit open but you know it's always grasping for straws with the story right yeah no that's good i didn't know that and i you're right human resilience and i think like i mean we're comedians like we heal with humor so we're very mm-hmm. familiar with that i mean yeah no that's yeah that's good i yeah, it, it's just very frustrating at this point. I think it's interesting that people are being vocal, but they're not being like, there's still this like strategicness around mm-hmm. how people are being vocal. So it's not like, oh, like the US has determined this is a wrongful detainment. Now we're all just going to go crazy on Twitter. Like that still hasn't happened. So I, I don't know what difference it would make, but I do find it, the, the messaging being so calculated to be a little confusing. That's all. No, I think that's, that's fair. Like, and I think that's the key point too, because it's sort of like, you, you, it's almost like, wait, is this like, is the uproar not big enough? Is that the issue? But then it's difficult to calculate because it's sort of like, what game is Russia playing? How careful does anyone involved with the situation need to be? Uh, I think we've talked before about, you know, um, uh, Stewie kind of being like, I don't know, one of the more vocal people I see on Twitter, kind of like not calling out Biden, but just being like, Biden, you're the person. You, you yeah, can, you can do She's something. She's probably here. been the most vocal. Yeah, that I've seen, I think, you know, I'm sure and there I are others, but she's also been vocal about a lot of other issues like mm-hmm. um, like Priorita- prior- yeah. prioritization and stuff, mm-hmm. which, you know, we've gotten to talk about in the past as well. Yeah, I mean, shout out to, to Brianna Stewart. She's very, very vocal and very um, unapologetic about it in a way mm-hmm. that is, you know, kind and compassionate. 
And I, I, and, you know, as a newer WNBA fan and, you know, doing this pod with you, I definitely appreciate when someone like that, who's in the know is so vocal. Cause it's almost like, okay, here's like some leadership here. Right. Just yeah. kind of offering us this, this pathway to be like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm happy to retweet or, you know, sort of like, that sounds so like vapid, but you, you like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, it just is like a shining a light kind of on this like dark area where it's sort of like no one knows how to navigate. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. I think, um, do we want to move on? Or- yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep talking about this until she's, she's home, you know, free Brittany. And, uh, but yeah, you know, it's not always going to be really like new information sort of thing, but yeah, you know, let's, let's keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, so uh, the WNBA uh, commissioner, uh, Kathy Engelbert, kind of spoke again about expansion and kind of clarified that expansion is still very much a conversation and kind of dialed back on it being an actual probability Although, Freddie, you were looking up an article just before we started recording that was actually a little contradictory to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I actually just exited out like a goofball. But um, this this article is uh, the Sports Business Journal. Yeah, I was reading a where, uh, you know, for anyone listening, not in the Toronto, Ontario area, we are um, uh, Sportsnet is a big kind of sports Sports hub for us Canada okay yeah sorry so if you're if you're if you're not in Canada uh it was a Sportsnet article uh saying that Toronto was on a short list of six teams for expansion and um that could be named uh you know shortly which is uh obviously a conversation we love to have not having a team here but um let me just I'm gonna come out swinging here I like I, this from this just talking about this uh, Kathy Engelbert uh, sports journal um, article. I I don't like the tone. I gotta say, uh, of which I, one? Uh, I don't like the tone of Engelbert's um, quotes. She's this kind is of the like one in the sports business journal. Yeah. Yes, and she's been sort of talking about like sort of a, there's almost this 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 tone that's kind of like well. Um, the players didn't bring up roster expansion before, so tough for them. And, uh, and she was like, you know, you know how we can get more roster spots expansion. And it just, it seems like she's, she's, she's so concerned with the finances that she's not allowing, you know, people like Brianna Stewart, um, and, and she's not allowing these voices in. It's like, yeah, we get it. You bargained with them and, the bargaining doesn't come back till whatever it is, 2027, but it's five years away, you know? And I think that there has to be some ability to pivot here. And I, 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 I guess I'm never, I'm never going to be on the side of a, of a commissioner. That's like, you know, just kind of has this attitude of like, well, you had your chance to bargain and it's over now. I, I get that there are hard lines and the league has to make money and there's probably so much I don't know, but just as a fan, I'm, n- I'm never crazy about that tone when a commissioner is sort of seems like they're 
like folding their or crossing their arms at at player criticism. Yeah, uh, I don't disagree. Uh, this is what I think is happening, though. I think the WNBA wants to give the impression that they are a thriving league, mm-hmm. which they're actually not. But they 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 are really good at giving people that impression. Yeah. And I think the talk of expansion makes it sound like you're doing well. And I think the WNBA was trying to generate positive press by suggesting that they're considering expansion. And then in doing that, I'm pretty sure she got calls from owners being like, hey, what's actually going on here? Hmm. Is this real? Are we actually creating more roster spots and expanding and this, that, and the other when we're not allegedly a profitable league yet? And then she had to probably dial it back and go, no, no, that's not actually what's happening. These are just conversations, you know, very long-term conversations, you know, deep in the future, putting it out in the ether, positive vibes. You know, I mean, I'm sure she didn't say vibes, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that's basically what she said. And then in these statements, she kind of has to dial it back a bit. And then you're getting this article from Sportsnet about, oh yeah, there's going to be a short list of six cities that are going to be on an expansion thing. Well, I mean, that's just a short list. And I think it'll be years before they actually pick a city from that short list before they pull the trigger on any of this. If in fact they do like the WNBA hasn't been the most stable. There's been a ton of teams in various cities that no longer exist there. So I think this is just par for the course for them trying to drum up some positive press. Well said. And I think, you know, to her credit, I guess, and to, you know, just, as far as like generating buzz, it definitely does uh, exude like a healthy league. And maybe this is sort of like a, you know, like you said, like a, a slow play rebuttal to like, you know, all these reports of the league losing $10 million a year. And this is a way to be like, no, we're actually on the up and up, you know, as a, but as opposed to sort of saying like, Oh, we're, we're kind of struggling and the players are not, super happy with the rosters being so tight um yeah i mean yeah i guess you know it's a it's a it's a tight window and i think the obviously the league i think from a popularity standpoint does have an upward trajectory but uh you know we we often get into this so the the kind of business side of it is is so complicated and you know, with the yeah. 12 different teams, there's 12 well, different ownership and I groups. Think the, you know? I think the popularity is on an upward trajectory, but, and, and Freddie and I were, were bitching about this before the podcast started. Mm-hmm. I was like, there are so many people who wear that orange hoodie and don't actually watch the games. Yes. So many people. So I think the league in and of itself and the idea of supporting women is on the rise. But the actual like butts and seats at the game, buying league pass, which still sucks, watching the games. <laughs> I love the know, side jab at league pass. <laughs> I will side jab at league pass. You know, it just that isn't there yet. And I think and, and again, I, I mean, I don't mean to harp on this because we have talked about it in previous episodes. It's like they've just tried to market like the league in general or the idea of supporting women. And it's like, yeah. 
they need to market the players. They need to market actual basketball and and they're not doing that. So it's, so now you're in this weird situation where you're like, yeah, the popularity has in fact risen. Like you probably have more followers on Instagram or TikTok than you did before or something like that. But that doesn't mean more people are actually tuning into the games. And that is what needs to be like the next step. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I feel like, you know, I've, uh, you know, been doing more recently um, with uh, with COVID. And it's like, I, I'm kind of anxious for the day where, I, you know, I, you can walk into like a bar and there's like a WNBA game playing. Um, and, and you're just like, oh, cool. Like there's a WNBA game and it's, it's less appointment viewing. And I, I think also yeah. we were talking about this too, like, you know, about watching the actual games and, just to correct, I corrected myself on Twitter, but I'll correct myself here too. So I, I, you know, was, was, uh, I, Hey, listen, I I'm here to, I'm here to also take swipes at league pass, but just credit where it's due. Um, either I didn't notice, or I think they did add it at some point, but there are now uh, a version of, uh, condensed games, they're, you know, just called they're, they're called quick games. So, uh, I really do appreciate that that is available, like, you know, especially as someone who's trying to learn about the league and cover it and, and you know, wanting to watch a, watch a game that has a final score of like 82 to 61. And you're like, okay, this wasn't a close game and it happened yesterday and I don't have two hours. I got to go to work. It's, it's sort of like, I do appreciate that that is available, but yeah, to your point, there is this kind of like element of like, uh, for lack of a better word, but like sort of like virtue signaling with the WNBA where it's like, yeah, I believe in women's sports. I believe in women's basketball, but I can't name five players in the league. So I think that, mm-hmm. you know, is sort of, you, you want to take that momentum and you want those people who are like sort of on the verge of being actual fans to kind of like become fans. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, like I, I don't know how, how else to really add to that other than like when I think about being an NBA fan, you know, yes, it helped that there was suddenly a team in my city, right? Mm-hmm. That was huge. That was number one. And then number two was like falling in love with the players. Yep. Then it was number three, falling in love with the league. Right. Mm-hmm. And then by falling in love with the league, even when my city was bad, there was another team that I thought was really good. Yeah, and that's sure. how I became this like lifelong fan. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about that, it's like, well, I, I don't see how the NBA or sorry, how the WNBA is really doing that for people. You're, you're not really like connecting with people emotionally. It's just people who yeah. are, absolute hardcore basketball fans and this uh aligns with their virtues and what they want to support but it's almost like a political act yeah that's a great point like i think you put it really succinctly there because you know just the way you laid it out where it's like the it's almost like the WNBA is trying to jump a couple steps and be like Hey, check out the depth of this league and like, you know, sort of this, this, uh, this amazing thing that's happening. And okay. This is like a weird 
take on it perhaps, but I think, you know, connecting to what you're saying about like feeling, I know a lot of like, you know, friends that know I'm a hardcore basketball fan and they're, you know, some of them will watch the playoffs. Some of them will not. I had a friend recently ask me, uh, this is kind of funny, like, uh, you know, he's Australian, right? So, hey, he gets, he's a, he's not, not a basketball fan. Not, sorry, that's weird. Lots of Australians are basketball fans, but he <laughs> is not. Yeah, just drop the Australian part. But he, <laughs> you know, is like, you know, he likes Australian rules football and like, it's just basketball is not a thing. And he asked me like, hey, is, uh, can I ask you, uh, is Shaq, was Shaq ever a good player? And I was like, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Shaq was amazing. Like he was incredible. And he was like, oh, was he like a top player? And I'm like, yeah, Shaq was like very dominant. He was like one of the best players. And he was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, because I just see him on like TNT. And I'm like, that makes sense, right? Um, and I think in that same vein, I hear people talk about like winning time, like the show. And they'll have questions about the players and Kareem and Magic. And like, I think... I'm just going in a, you know, like this is a roundabout way to say, I think you really nailed it that we, we have to get people emotionally into this league. And we talked about this before with the players, right. And branding and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's not just, they, they're not just going to like the league, like the monolith. They have to like get the human stories. They have to, you know, we were talking about before the podcast, they have to know that Tarasi uh, was pissed in the playoffs and like kicked a door in. And then like, didn't show up for like the interview and like, you know, just like the saucy mm -hmm. stuff. Like, yeah. Diana Taurasi is like, if fun, the like, NBA named Draymond Green, the greatest player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Cause it's like, I, I think, yeah. When you actually watch it, like, game, um, what, but also, no, I mean, she's yeah. obviously a greater player than she's Draymond amazing, Green yeah. in comparison. I just met her personality is more in line with him, but, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, imagine like if you told someone like imagine it, LeBron James with the personality of Draymond Green. For sure. Or, or like you're or tuning like, in. Or when she like kind of like did there was that weird incident where she pushed a ref. It's like, let's get that over like, you know, every yeah. every every like major Yeah, that's so that's more Patrick Beverly. Like she fully pushed the ref behind her back. Yeah. Like it was nuts. So like I I think we need though we need to like let the players like the intensity like let let those stories lead the way mm -hmm. um you know and i think there that that's happening in you know in other ways and like the players are definitely interesting and they're doing it man like so you know sue bird has a documentary going on for her last season so yeah. sue I bird think is really good at being a celebrity she is. She's yeah. She's definitely a great like celebrity W. Yeah, and player. I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Me too. Like I, I think she's she's been great for the game of uh, of basketball and women's basketball. But um, yeah, I think we're both in agreement here, right? Like more of that, and the WNBA needs to be propelling that as well, as opposed to just like being like, oh, that's cool. Anyways, yeah, yeah. check out our Commissioner's Cup. <laughs> sorry another cow. slide side <laughs> they, they keep interviewing players like oh well what do you think about the uh commissioner's cup game and the players will be like um, oh yeah i didn't realize it was a commissioner's cup game so i mean that's sort of that's sort of this thing where like yeah it's just going back to what we're saying about like 
Amazing. focusing on the league versus the players. All right, Freddie, it is time for our badass player of the week. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what that was. It just felt No, right. we don't have the music anymore because Jason, our producer, left. So we used to have this cute, like, badass woman, but we don't have it anymore. Listen, if you're a producer, what's up? Check us out. Yeah, we seriously um, could use one. Yeah. Uh, that's like no joke. We actually, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I look, we both we, we we get to see each other while we do this, and we both didn't laugh, and we just looked at each other, and we were like, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, shout out uh, producers. You know, what's up? Hit us up. Yeah. But um, do you want to go first? Should I go first? You can go first. I always, you know, I I feel like I let the stats take the lead here. Um. And I'm, I'm going in this direction this time. I think, you know, like sometimes it's just like the biggest points, the biggest rebounds, who's kind of killing it. Who's winning oh, a lot. I hope we don't have the same player. I, I, we, there's no way we do. Cause I really like, I'm really going nerdy on this. Okay. Uh, I love Ooh, accusing me of not being a nerd, but it's true. I'm not. It's all good. Well, no, you are, but we have, we have different nerd lanes. Um, <laughs> That's fair. and I, uh, I'm going the way of plus minus. It's a stat I love. Mm. Uh, I think obviously in one game, it doesn't mean that much, but over the course of a couple games, it tells you like, hey, when, when, when this player's on the court, uh, her team's winning. So maybe she doesn't have like a million points or a million rebounds or whatever, but whatever, it's a five, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a five person team. That's why, you know, why I love basketball so much. And Atlanta has been really interesting and uh, I've been watching their highlights and watching some of their games. And uh, I'm going with Monique Billings who has the highest plus minus the, the last week. So, you know, her, again, her points aren't wild. She's, she's got a, uh, what, what's her, what's her points per game here? Um, oh, I can't, can't even find it. Uh, but yeah, she's like one assists, eight and a half rebounds, uh, you know, uh, for yeah, for some reason I'm not seeing her um, her actual points, but yeah, she's so just when she's on the court, her team's winning, and I think that's everyone wants a player like that. And uh, yeah, I'm going with Monique Billings. Shout out Monique. I love it, and you're absolutely right. I need to see more Atlanta Dream this year because they're absolutely killing it so far. They are. Uh, my badass player of the week is, is an OG, but is absolutely killing it right now, and that's uh, Elena Deladon. Uh, the Washington nice. Mystics have been doing really great this season so far, currently second in the league. Uh, this season, she is averaging uh, 17.9 points. Let's just call that 18 points a game. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> let's round up. Come on. Yeah, now. Let's just round that off to 18 points a game, uh, 6.6 rebounds, uh, 2.3 assists. Uh, 0.7 steals, so not quite one steal a game, 1.4 blocks, and only uh, one turnover a game. And I think that's just an incredible stat line for someone who has had to endure, uh, you know, over two years of injuries to finally uh, come back in the league right now and uh, is doing super, super well. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, and it's, it's nice to see a player come back like that, too. Um, and you know, the yeah, Mystic, for, mystics for are second reason, in the league. So her, uh, her plus minus stat is not on this very long stat line that I have. 
It might be the same reason that I couldn't find Monique Billings points and it's very long. So you got to side scroll and Monique's average, uh, only averaging seven points. Oh, interesting. I can't can't side scroll here. Um, But anyway, I I got her plus minus here. Plus minus on the season is uh, 6.9 or, you know, let's round up seven. So that's like, that's, that's great. Right. That means, you know, she's, she's winning. Like when she, when she's out there, her team's doing well. Like that 7.9 is, uh, or yeah, yeah. Six, and six she's, point, averaging, she's 18th in the league. That's good. That's really good. And she's averaging, uh, 28 minutes a game. Yeah. So, so that's a significant part of the game. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, Freddie, it's time for your fun question. <laughs> I love we're just adding the songs now. This is how much we need a producer. <laughs> yeah. Someone's in their car right now being like, these people are losing their They're minds. Fucked. They're fucked. And I love it. Um, <laughs> okay. My fun question is, um, I think everywhere, you know, if you're a sports fan, it's just bet on this, bet on that. Um, fan duel this, fan duel that. Uh, it's clearly a very important revenue stream. Everyone I know is betting on things all the time, uh, aka advertising works. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so I just thought for fun, um, you know, imagining that me and you, you're like, we have to put it all, all the money on the table. What is something that, uh, Catherine, if you were forced to bet on, uh, you know, it could be a, a player, a stat, it could be a team, whatever. If you had to bet on on one thing this year and you just had to put go all in and say, and you know, I'm gonna risk it all for this circumstance, what would it be? What would what would your all-in bet be? This might be a slight cop-out answer, but how dare you? Uh, I'm going with an award. And I actually Ooh, don't know no, if the WNBA does these awards, but I I think Becky Hammond is gonna win coach of the year. That's 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 not a cop. I think that great, is yeah, like the most it. for sure bet you can make. Uh, she's she has a nine one record. Apparently, it's like one of the best either coaching records or new coaching records ever in the league. She's so high profile. I think the Aces will do a great job uh, crafting a narrative for her. If this award even exists, I'm actually. looking at it now. It does. It does. Okay, great. Yeah. So I think I think that would be the most for sure thing um, that would make sense to bet on right now. So yeah, Kurt Miller got it uh, last year for the Connecticut Sun. Right. They yeah, obviously yeah. had a twenty six and six sense. record. That yeah. is way better than my answer. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> just because yeah, we were you know talking about marketing the league. Everybody knows Becky. Uh, she's she's killing it. They lost Liz Campage and are nine and one yeah that's wild so she's just immediately very successful everyone knows that she's getting paid big bucks so you know that's sort of one of those things where uh you know uh the davis the uh the aces uh aces uh person who is paying her big money it's like yeah i'm paying for a winner you know Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. she's she's crushing it um my See that mine's not as good as yours, but stop um, it. Just say it. Well, mine is that uh Asia Wilson's gonna win the uh MVP. MVP? Yep. So it was John Quill Jones last year. The year before that, it was Asia Wilson. 
And I think it's, it was also, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking the aces are good and, and the narrative is right for her because Liz yep. left and then, you know, the team's still really good. She is, you know, looking like she's one of the best players in the league, if not the best. And I think just narratively it's there. Um, you definitely I, have. I don't think this is a bad answer. Okay. The other one I was going to say is uh, Ryan Howard, Rookie of the Year, but that one seems like too easy because oh. she's just insanely good. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm changing mine to Ryan Howard because she was the number one overall draft and is also clearly like already like a top 15 player in the league or top 20 or so. Right. So I'm going to go with that because MVP could go a bunch of ways. I think, you know. I don't know. I think they're both pretty strong, actually. Well, thanks for backing me up. You know, you make me feel good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, yeah. Looking at the top teams, I don't know who else would have such a clear-cut MVP uh, narrative at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I think other teams are that are winning are winning a bit more by uh, committee right now. Yeah. Um. With that, Freddie, that is the end of an amazing episode it is yeah thank you, you know so much everyone this is what would have made it more freddy's fun my amor doc no stop it <laughs> no is if we said how much money we would bet right um i'm gonna say uh my life savings that's gonna say a hundred dollars that is my life savings <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to bet it for real, but we'll see if that uh, actually comes true or not. Um, Freddie, thank you so much again. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, check me out on Twitter or Insta. I'm uh, at Freddie Revis, F-R-E-D-D-I-E-R-I-V-A-S and Noel in the middle for Instagram. Uh, also follow my other basketball podcast, Confederacy of Dunks on Raptors Republic um yeah and thanks for listening appreciate you know we're this we're one year in and uh it's only getting more fun so appreciate everyone who supports and uh you know gives us love uh and you can follow me on twitter instagram at it's me underscore Catherine, spelled c-a-t-h-r-y-n uh as well my nba podcast is the buckets and t nba show also available on raptors republic uh honestly again thank you everyone so much for supporting the show and continuing to support it uh you know we're growing we're having so much fun doing this and uh you know we're gonna keep it up and have a, a really fun summer once again uh so thank you and we'll chat with you soon all right see ya bye Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.